When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome in to CHO Bulls postgame. Coming to you live from our studios here in West Loop, downtown Chicago. I'm Peck, Bulls underscore Peck. Big day, bam. BAWL Sports, Will the Go Godly, Will underscore Godly. Our pound producer on the controls is Joey Spathis at Joey Spathis. We're CHO underscore Bulls. Here to break down the Bulls crushing 108-105 loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. 0-3 against the Cavs on the year. They reached the all-star break, uh, mercifully. At 26 and 29, mm-hmm. uh, a tight game, a game in which the Bulls led by as many as 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cavs didn't take their first lead in this game until uh, a few minutes into the fourth quarter. Then it was back and forth down the stretch. The Cavs make one or two more plays than the Bulls, and Kobe White cannot connect on a three from the top of the key that would have sent the game to OT. Bulls fall. Uh, thank you for joining us. Throw us your comments and questions about tonight's game. We will get to as many as we can. Throw us some super chats if you feel so inclined, if you're feeling generous tonight. Uh, gentlemen, uh, wow. Tough game. Tough game. Uh, Kobe was exceptional, which mm-hmm. he has been often recently. Get he, the Sub-Zero shirt. Uh, check out the Sub-Zero shirt in the merch locker. He... Before the, the missed three at the buzzer, when the Bulls had one possession left, 4.7 seconds... Mm-hmm. Had the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the possession that killed the Bulls tonight was the one where he tried to get something going as the on-ball creator. Vooch passed up a three at the top of the key. Thank you. That I think no one was sad to see him not take. No. Kobe gets the ball back and then drives, draws the defense. Defense collapses and then tries to throw a pass kind of behind his head to Vooch, who's trailing the play. Vooch can't corral the pass. Uh, and that that was an absolute killer for the Bulls. I'm going to say this, and then I'll toss it to you guys. Uh-oh. And I am prefacing this by saying and acknowledging, Ooh, as many in the comments are saying, Vooch played like butt tonight. <laughs> played like butt. Four of 16, including just one of five from three. He took a bad three late in the fourth that I did not like seeing him take. I know Bulls fans on Twitter were hammering him for not handling that pass from Kobe. He deserves a big share of the blame for tonight's loss because he did not play well. But, Will, what you said, and I could not agree more, and I saw people in the comments saying, why did they go? Why did Billy go away from the, you know, the Twin Towers tonight? It seemed to be working well. He had Vooch and Drummond out there on the floor together for a large stretch of the back half of that for fourth quarter destroyed the Bulls because the Cavs just got the switches they wanted on offense, picked it apart, and Vooch was out there, hung out to dry, switches, and being asked to guard either Garland or Mitchell on the perimeter. And that's what makes the Cavs so dangerous. They've got two really, really incredibly lethal ball handlers that can get a shot for themselves off the bounce, and so they're just picking out matchups. 
And when you put two guys out there like Vooch and Drummond at the same time, it's just your pick of the litter. So they obviously want to stay away from Caruso, but you've got Kobe, you've got DeMar, you've got Vooch and Drummond. They're putting those guys in the perimeter and trying to go to work. And it's not just like one of those things where they're going to wind down the entire shot clock trying to get all these switches and pre-switches into the right matchup. They can go at any of these. Mm -hmm. And so I think... Vooch was in kind of a tough spot a lot of these uh, in a lot of this situation just because of the lineup that was out there. I understand why the lineup was out there. This Cavs team, really, really good offensive rebounding. Obviously, they have Mobley and Allen, both just incredible rebounders, um, and you want to combat that. And today, Vooch and Drummond played 19 minutes together, 19 and a half. They were minus four as a group, and again, they lost by three. But my big takeaway from it is just the way that I think it puts Vooch in bad positions. And I know a lot of people are excited about it, and I think it makes Drummond look really good because he's playing out there with good players. He's got a chance to offensive rebound a ton. Mm -hmm. And Vooch is a very good entry passer, mm -hmm. so he's, he's finding him in the post. But the problem is now Vooch is playing on the perimeter, and he did not shoot the ball well tonight whatsoever. Um, he was one of five on threes, four of 16. And so anytime he's got the ball at the top of the key, he looks uncomfortable. Um, I think that's just in general, he's struggling to shoot the ball this year. But, you know, when Drummond's down there posting up, you can't really drive either. And he likes to try to take guys off the dribble from time to time. He likes to try to get into his mid post area, get that flip shot going. Um, it's just there's not space to do that when you have DeMar and Drummond down there. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just puts him in kind of a tough spot, not to mention the fact that, you know, the Cavs went with George Yang for a while. And so he's got to chase him around. Um, so it's just I think it's a tough spot for Vooch to have to play the four. He's not a four, he's a five. Um, and I think there are times when that lineup can really work, but I do think it comes with a trade-off of the way that you want to play offensively. And so when you have multiple three non-shooters, non-three-point threats out there, and either Caruso or, you know, Io has been outstanding, but mm -hmm. I'm still not sure. I mean, he's probably like leading the league in three-pointers point three pointers made the last couple games. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know. I just feel like that's not enough shooting to have on the floor in crunch time of an NBA game against a really good team. Yeah. Um, when you have something that's a trade-off, you have to pick with, you have to pick which negative you want to live with. Exactly. And because none, none of these lineups are perfect. Um, when you put those guys in, as Will perfectly articulated, what you can get with it and what you can get without it, where it got buried, buried was in that fourth quarter. It worked well in, in that first half. Uh, that's why the Bulls jumped out to what an 8-0 run uh, to start the game. Uh, was Drummond was getting those offensive rebounds uh, when Vooch was missing uh, his threes or missing you know little bunnies, uh, little mid-range shots inside, or Demar was missing something. He was just cleaning it up, putting it back, or getting to the free throw line and doing things like that and causing havoc uh, down there. In the fourth quarter, when you know it becomes all about the half court because everything kind of slows down, that's when they're going to attack you and. That's what Donovan Mitchell's uh, bread and butter is, is bring you out there on that island, set that pick and roll, get the big person on him, use his speed, his shiftiness, you know, and, and his strength to uh, get to the rim and either score or get the foul or either both. Um, so you saw all of that in the fourth quarter. I really thought Billy did a solid job combating that. Like, he went with it for a few plays in that, in that fourth, and then he start, you started 
on those timeouts, you started to see him kind of start changing those things a little bit. Uh, let me get you out. Let me get Io in for this possession. Let's go small, you know what I mean, for this possession right here. I was like, okay. I, like, he actually did stuff that I, I, I agreed with. Brought Craig you know for I mean? an offensive correct, correct. opportunity. And I was people, like, People great, pointed cool out, that. and we should also point out, that it seemed like Caruso said, hey, Billy, make a switch here in between those two free throws. But the point is he listened. Like, great. You know what I mean? Thank you for listening, Billy Donovan, to your player who saw something out there. That's another part of good coaching is listening to your players sometimes when they say make this move, coach. Yeah, you do that. Because um, sometimes we've seen coaches say shut up and then it's still a mistake. So I give them some credit for that too. But, yeah, like you just got to pick with pick what you want to live with. And it feels like that lineup works more for the Bulls than it doesn't. I feel like you got to roll with, you know, you got to roll with that in certain situations. I'm okay with it. I'm I'm not mad at how it turned out at all because I thought you did the best you could. You know you're going to get cooked in that fourth quarter when you bring those guys out there. But you have to get rebounds because we've seen you get cooked on that as well. So pick your poison, you know, mm-hmm. and the poison they decided to go with was, well, we're going to get these rebounds. And I – I thought it was like a 50-50 thing, or maybe you want to argue 60-40, you know, as far as the exchange of it. But I don't think it was all that bad. I really didn't. Uh, South Carson in the comments saying, Vuj being caught on bad switches is a feature of this defensive scheme. It's not double bigs. He was getting caught on guards for three years. No, but again, if you're playing Vuj and Drummond, then one of them is going to have to be in a bad mismatch, even if they don't get a switch. And it's Drummond who ends up getting to play the five and Vooch plays the four, mm-hmm. and that's how that goes. Yeah, the Bulls switch one through four, everything. So when – and obviously it changes based on, uh, you know, what lineups are out there, how they're matched up, and what the rotation is. But, like, that's the job of the four-man is to be able to switch onto ones. And so when you're playing yeah. Vooch at the four, he's got to be able to do that. And it's really hard to be switching schemes on the fly mm-hmm. in the middle of games when you haven't had a lot of time to prep for this. And they have – I mean, they've clearly put work in to get – that two big lineup together, and they've played a lot of possessions together the last couple games, mm-hmm. it's still work in progress. That's still something that they're going to need to figure out is how do they want to manage those 1-4 switches in that situation. The, and the other thing, and again, I, and none of this is me absolving Vooch of guilt tonight. Sure. He was bad tonight. No, he was ass. He was terrible Let's, tonight. I'm sorry I didn't we're, lead off with we're that. We're talking about <laughs> when to ass. use and when not to use Vooch and yeah. Drummond together and what that creates and how not all of what that creates is solely Vooch's fault and Vooch's problem the other thing on the offensive end down the stretch when you saw the Bulls muddle through some offensive possessions that didn't go well DeMar taking contested shots and and, you know in double coverage Kobe getting swarmed if you have Vooch and Drummond out there Mm -hmm. on a night when Vooch ain't hitting Mm -hmm. and Will you I know pointed out at least one possession where Drummond was occupying space in the interior and Vooch was floating Vooch was floating around the perimeter a lot down the stretch tonight. The Cavs just weren't guarding him. They were not guarding they him. They were not guarding him. So if that's the case, then I am all on board with those of you in Bulls Nation who are saying, then maybe have Drummond out there because maybe he grabs you a big offensive rebound down the stretch of a one-possession game. If Vooch ain't hitting the shots tonight, if Vooch can't catch a pass tonight, Ooh. then sit Vooch and have Drummond finish the game. I would have been fine with that. What I was not fine with okay. is having both of your centers out there when one of them you're asking to roam the perimeter and he can't hit a damn shot. What is the point? All you're doing is giving the Cavs an advantage defensively. Mm. And that I do put on Billy Donovan. Mm. Well, I think Dave 
really nailed it when he said, like, you've got to pick your poison in that situation. If you have just Vooch or you have just Drummond out there, they're going to crush you on the offensive glass. That was clearly something that Billy did not want to happen. And, and they did achieve that tonight. They held they the did. Cavs to only six, six offensive, offensive rebounds. rebounds. Of their own. So, the Bulls out-rebounded the Cavs tonight. Something yeah. they didn't do in those previous games. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah, you just you have to, against a team that's this versatile, that's this just kind of unique, you have to be willing to try stuff and stick to your guns. And I think you're right, Dave, that, like, there are moments where you're going to have to, you know, something's not working, you got to throw the game plan and just try to figure something else out. And I think Billy did that. I think there's also times where he stuck to it too long, but clearly that was the goal was yeah. to, to remove the offensive rebounding. That was the game plan. Yeah. And I mean, he wanted to go with that and he had to stick with it. The, the one part I was with you on was in the fourth quarter because I asked you, I believe I asked you, I was like, is Drummond even going to get back in this game? Because he clearly was the one that was playing better. Mm-hmm. And I understand why Billy has Vooch out there. I get it. it in theory, <laughs> I get it. But in this game, it, it didn't work. Uh, which is, you know, a guy who can spread the floor, as Will always says, talks about the connected passing, the spreading of the floor, all those things that he can provide. He just wasn't providing that tonight, and I felt he had him out there too long. I, I'm glad he brought uh, Drummond back in uh, with about, what, four minutes or something like that to go. He kind of went back to the big lineup, but I thought he had Vooch in. I would have had Drummond in before I had Vooch in, is what I'm trying to say, in that fourth quarter. I got a Drummond instead of I, Just because of how the way the game was in today's going. today's game, based on the way they are playing. Just how, on the, based yeah. on the way the game was going, that's all, because he was not having that game. From the first turnover you saw when Ayo Dusumu fed him, and it went right off his hands, to the last big turnover you saw when Kobe White fed him and it went off his hands. He did not have it tonight like that. Um, and all those things I think you're right in as far as uh, playing out of the position that he's used to, it probably did affect him in his game tonight. But I'm saying, like, if it's affecting you and it's not going well tonight, then you shouldn't get more of these minutes. I can't continue to put you out here when this guy is out here with 10 points and 15 rebounds and being effective, like very, very – he was effective as hell uh, tonight for the Bulls, and I felt like he should have gotten more time out there. It just changes your identity so much, right? So, like, you, if you have In the Vooch, fourth, I mean. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have Vooch out there as the four, obviously, you know, you can run pick and rolls with him, but you have Drummond then in the dunker spot. Sure. And you're clogging up the paint. Maybe Vooch is still rolling into those, but now Drummond's man can step up and tag him and – either make him dump it off, but like you're kind of taking Vooch out of positions where he can be that connected passer, where he can make the side-to-side play because if you're putting him on the ball, that's two guys right there. Now you've got Drummond in the dunker spot who's not really going to be the recipient of any short roll passes. Mm -hmm. And then you've got two shooters, two floor spacers instead of three. And, you know, one of those guys is going to be Caruso. Maybe the other's Damar. Um, It's just, it's kind of a tough spot. So you remove that sort of short roll facilitation element of his game and you remove the post up uh, element of his game because Drummond's on the post. You can't post two guys up at the same time. So now you're forcing him to be a spot up shooter and he's shooting 27% from three this year. So it's just, I thought it was just kind of a situation that's really conducive to making Vooch look bad. Mm. Not, not just to um, not sort of playing to his strengths, but I think it went further than that and it like actively made him look bad. And once you start playing really bad, now you're hesitating to shoot your threes. Now you can't control a dump-off pass in a pick-and-roll situation that, you know, could have tied the game for the Bulls. Well, here's the part that I push back on a little bit is since they started this lineup, it's actually worked more than it hasn't. 
Like, I've actually seen both of them have actual good games, you know, playing together. For me, it was just as simple as Vooch just didn't have it. Yeah, I think. And it was just like, for me, it didn't matter, you know, uh, who was out there, who was taking his spot or anything like that. It's just you simply did not have it to me. And that's okay. It happens. It's the NBA. But I'm like, okay, well, then I can't continue to put you out there because it's not going to help me. And if you're, if you're going to be off tonight and I'm going to put you out there singularly, even when Drummond is just resting it by itself, it's not going to help you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I need people out there who is going to help the Bulls get this victory tonight. And it just wasn't Vooch's night tonight. Again, I have no problem with that. It's the NBA. People have bad games. I get that shit. But you can't keep hammering it into uh, the square peg into the round hole. Yeah. You got to gotta try well, something else. And, and, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. Vooch did have a terrible night tonight. We can't state that too many times. Coming into tonight, the Bulls were 4-2 and two in their last six games, and in those six games, Vooch was averaging like 23-11 and a block and a half mm-hmm. and actually hitting his threes. Yeah. And now yeah, tonight, yeah. it's like, eh, we're back to the <laughs> shitty Vooch that we've had for most of the season. It's unfortunate. I see people in the comments, you know, uh, v- Brian, Vooch was ass. Uh, Paul, Vooch was booty. There's, lot, there's, <laughs> a lot, there's a lot of Vooch hate going on. Wait, there's been so many people calling him booty, like word for word booty. <laughs> I mean, let me find out many. <laughs> I, I mean, continue, continue. Pick, a different, pick a different adjective. Some people like booty. Um <laughs> The the thing though, and I, I see some people in the comments also calling out a uh, a ref decision or two that was questionable. Mm-hmm. The the foul on Caruso, <laughs> Christopher Walker. when Donovan Mitchell pushed off of him, uh-huh. that ended up being a you know a, a free throw and side out of bounds for Cavs late in that game. Critical call yeah. in favor of Cleveland and a call that didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to any of us. I didn't see it. There was the one where the Cavs granted were granted a timeout when yeah. it looked like they didn't quite have possession of the ball when yeah. Allen was on the court underneath the hoop on the baseline. Um, there, you know, Donovan didn't get called when he had clearly had a push off of Vooch on a bucket he had inside in the fourth quarter. There was a lot of that. Yeah. I feel, feel like Bulls fans have gotten used to Bulls-Cavs games being officiated in the Cavs' favor over the last couple of seasons. A little bit. But I think I also saw uh, DeBear's 19-20 say, yeah, the, the, you know, there was a questionable call or two, but the Bulls turned the ball over tonight. They did. Crucial moments and a lot, and that's what cost them. DeBear's 19-20 also said, before the game, Will said, everything has to go well. It's very rare that everything looks good in a single game. When you're talking about this caliber of an opponent the Bulls are facing tonight. And what did we say in pregame? Shout out Will Purdue. What, what did we say? say? <laughs> uh, the Bulls, the, reason, the, the three reasons, the biggest reasons they lost their first two tries against the Cavs. They got crushed on the offensive glass. They got crushed behind the three-point line. Mm-hmm. And they turned the ball over. Mm-hmm. Tonight, the Bulls won the three-point battle. 14 makes to Cleveland's 12 on a better percentage. They took care of the glass. They held the Cavs to six offensive rebounds. The Bulls had nine. Mm-hmm. The Bulls out-rebounded the Cavs overall, 44 to 36. You took care of two of those three things. But that third thing, yeah. turnovers. And that's what ended up costing A you. A critical one late in the game. Yeah. 18, no, I'm sorry, 15 turnovers overall for the Bulls tonight. They lost the points off turnovers battle 22 to nine. Ooh. In a game that you lose by three. Ooh. How about the other Javon Carter turnover? Oh, when God. Caruso gets the steal. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of Bulls fans in the comments saying, like, yo, Javon, 
Man, the, really had Denzel Valentine vibes. He went man. full Denzel no, no, on Valentine's no. Day. It was an homage, dude. Yes, yes. A Denzel, tip of the cap, the way, Mrs. Corning. Slap back at NBC Sports Twitter after posting that video today. Yes, good, good for him. Oh, he did. He did. Why? What Wait, did he, what did he say? He just. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. Who clapped back? Denzel Valentine. Oh, because he's got nothing better to do. He's not <laughs> in the NBA anymore. He said something about how he's 15th all time. In Bulls made threes. Ooh, so. 15th. Wow. So Reed didn't weep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like AK bragging about being three games behind sixth and being wrong about it. Are, are you think, sure you want to brag about that? I think they're hanging those two banners next to each other at the United Center. You sure about well, yeah. that? Sure, along, along, you know, of course, with his Summer League Championship banner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. fire for that one, dog. People who say Summer League Championships don't mean anything have never won them, Dave. <laughs> I feel like I heard that somewhere. And a couple of the wins in the last week or so. It's true. We get banners for those. Hey, remember when Denzel pushed Zach out of the way when Zach was coming down the floor to try to score the fight? Oh, God. I'm sorry. That just popped in my head real quick. I absolutely remember. Man, dog. So, you know, and I tweeted after Javon took that shot, did did Javon, from the team account, did Javon just pull at Denzel? And somebody in the reply said, no, you need to have Stacey King on the broadcast yelling, no, No. for it to officially be a Denzel. And then I believe it was Shout Out Winter on Twitter who replied saying, no, like, no, he did. Stacey did say no. And then she went and found it and pulled the clip. And then er, and Stacey did have a reaction when Javon took that shot that was like, no. <laughs> nah, it wasn't son. quite as a, a reaction right. as Adam and Stacey had on that Denzel shot. But I mean, Javon took some dumbass Javon shots today. It was some bad shots, man. It was like we, we praised him. He finally gets back yeah, in the rotation because yeah. Caruso's out. Yeah. And he has himself a decent game. Yeah. Knocks down some shots when he should take them, plays. Within the confines of intelligent basketball, otherwise, and tonight was like, I'm going off. <laughs> Javon, what the hell are you doing, man? Man, dog, like, uh. and he did it twice. He did it two times on you, so that was tough. That was tough, but yeah, you're right. Losing that turnover battle is what it kind of boiled down to, because they played them really, really well. From honestly, from the beginning of the game, we knew the run was coming. You know, you knew the comeback was going to be on. You know you weren't going to stay that hot, and Matt they weren't going to stay that cold. Matt knew it. Of course, yes. Matt, us, you, everybody knew it. I think everybody agreed. Yeah, let's wait till we get to the second I'm, half. I'm just trying we to know sh- say happen. that Matt placed a Cavs money line wager when they were down. Oh, I t- what did I tell you? Joey, what did I tell you earlier? To study at the feet of the mass. I told Bet, you. That's smart, man. I told you, man. Bull, Bulls pushed that lead back up to 10 early in the second quarter. I was like, <laughs> He was like, Phone. <laughs> Free money to me. Javon Carter. <laughs> but yeah, man, like you saw those things happen and you knew what was coming in that fourth quarter. You knew, or third quarter, I should say, because you knew Donovan Mitchell was going to do his thing. You knew Garland was going to start doing his thing. Like you knew the takeover was coming from somebody and it came. Now the Bulls did a great job answering it which is something I always ask for when you got one player scoring 40, you mm-hmm. got to have another one scoring 34. And they had that tonight, you know, and Kobe White, who we'll get into. But, yeah, man, like, it just didn't carry over to that fourth quarter, and it, and it just kind of, man, took that victory from them. It reminded me of the last game I talked about in, in pregame when they played, when the Cavs played Philly. Like, you saw the difference just of teams and where they are. Though, though, that was a close game as well, a very close game. But you saw the way they closed. If you watch Philly and watch how they closed that game and walked away and took that victory from them, like, you're not winning this game. I don't care what your comeback is about. It's a difference, man. You're at two different places, you know, with these two teams, man. So, 
But yeah, they, they took that L. Matt said it. Didn't finish out all three of those things. You walked away with a three-point loss. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Uh, we got to take our first break. We'll come back. More thoughts on tonight's uh, difficult loss to the Cavs. We'll get more of y'all's thoughts. We'll get to any and all super chats we have. Throw us one if you feel like it. Uh, while we are doing that, you know what to do. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. We appreciate it. It helps us out a ton. Uh, make sure you subscribe also to the CHO Sports YouTube channel as we climb our way to 50K. Tonight's post game brought to you by our friends at Circus Sportsbook, mm-hmm. who offer those tight money line splits and a low hold model. Always striving to have minus 110 odds as your starting point for any game spreads, over unders, player props. Unlike a lot of other sports books who have those at 115 or 120. For no good reason. They also keep as little money as possible on large market bets. Example, NBA future bets. Mm-hmm. If you got an inkling for who's going to hoist that Larry O'Brien trophy in June, best place to get the best value on those types of bets is at Circa. They encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available because they're confident more often than not you'll find better user experience, better values, better enjoyment, uh, and they know you will find the best customer service mm-hmm. at Circa compared to those other sports betting apps. Real people behind the Circa Sports brand who resolve any issues you might have with their app in a timely fashion, unlike other sports bettors who use the dreaded chatbots. Ah. All aspects of that Circa app are being run by the same people that run the Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Been there, enjoyed it, gambled there, vouch for it, great staff. Mm-hmm. Download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign up today. Be on the lookout for circus events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Mm. Matt Peck. Yes, sir. As Christopher Walken. What time is it? Game time, who? <laughs> that was amazingly good. <laughs> Excellent. You who? shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events nearest you with Keller. Last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying those tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts. It is not the place. No, 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 no. It is the place to find last-minute seats, find exclusive flash deals, sponsor deals on tickets for football, hockey, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so, so much more. And with the zone deals, you pick the section, Game Time does the selecting for an average savings of, drum roll, Matt Pack, 18%. 18 percent mm-hmm. <laughs> game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price possible so take the guesswork out of buying those tickets with game time what you do is you download the app you create an account and use the code chgo and get yourself 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again download that app create an account redeem that code what's that code christopher ch g oh there he is <laughs> Get yourself $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Because we're going to go Gottlieb as Jerry Seinfeld. What time is it? It's Game Time, who? <laughs> I love Goats Jerry. It's the best, it's so though. Good. It really is good. It really is good. 
I gotta say that walking was just uh, spot on. on. <laughs> it's, it's not hard to do a walk-in because however it comes out, people will accept it as like, yo, Christopher Walken just talks really weird, man. <laughs> Everyone's no walking is a little bit different. Yeah, no um, all right, moving along mm-hmm. with our uh, our post-game breakdown tonight. I feel like, do you guys want to touch a little bit more on on the the final, you know, offensive possessions thing? Okay. We, I feel like Bulls fans have been clamoring to see Kobe White have more control down the stretch. Yeah. We saw that tonight. We did. It didn't work out did not. for Kobe or the Bulls. I mean, shout out to Kobe, though, who did hit that absolute beast three. Yeah, I think I want to focus on that because a lot of times people see DeMar get the last shot and mm-hmm. they don't necessarily see that Kobe's involved in the action. Right. I thought that was, they ran this play twice out of the last four possessions. And I think it's a perfect example of how Kobe is involved even when he's not necessarily making the decision. So we did see some of that, those plays where he was the lead ball handler, but we also saw two plays, one where Kobe slipped out of a uh, screen for DeMar. Both defenders crashed DeMar and he slipped to the wing and hit a three. Big time shot, tied mm-hmm. the game after a Donovan Mitchell three. Um, I think it was two plays later. They run, they run the same play again out of a timeout play. Sideline out of bounds. They run into the pick and roll or pick and pop, I should say, with Kobe. He slips out of it, and Max Struess kind of takes him down. Yes. Kobe gets fouled. <laughs> he makes two free throws nice way to, put it. Uh, to, to bring the game back to within one. So I think it's really important that Kobe, whether or not he is taking these shots, is involved in the actions, and he has been. Mm-hmm. I do not think that for the – for the most part, obviously, DeMar's going to get some isolations here and there. But a lot of the times, this is something that they would run with Zach last year, the last mm-hmm. couple of years. They're now running it with Kobe. Kobe is very much involved in these plays. And then, obviously, he had the shot on the final play. We can talk about that. But I think the play that we kind of alluded to earlier was kind of the, the touchier one where uh, they the Cavs missed, I think, and Kobe brought it, back to, brought it up in transition, mm-hmm. tried to get something into a pick and roll, wasn't really able to get separation, uh, or turn the corner on Evan Mobley. So we kicked it back out to Caruso on the weak side wing. Ball gets back to him. They've run into a get action with Booch where Booch hands it off to Kobe and then they roll into a pick and roll. Kobe went middle. Booch rolled on the right side. Uh, defense went with Kobe. Kobe flipped it back to Booch. It was a high pass, but catchable and, and Vooch kind of lost it. So yeah. uh, I thought that was an example of a play where like if Vooch was in more of a rhythm, if he was kind of put in spots better to get into a rhythm throughout the course of the game or Billy recognized that he was not playing well and changed the lineups. If either one of those two things happened, maybe you get something there. Obviously, I think Kobe, I'm sure Kobe will be blaming himself for not putting uh, the ball in his hands. Um, And I saw a tweet from Casey Johnson that said that he and DeMar were watching that play four or five times on the laptop after the game. So, Hmm. um, But those are good reps for Kobe. Like, I think they're going to be growing pains. Uh, we can talk about, uh, about the last play here in a second, but, like, just for you guys, like, to me, I think this this is the kind of situation that we want to see Kobe be involved in the play, Kobe being the one that makes the decisions. And it's okay if they lose these games or they don't score on these plays because I think it's valuable experience for Kobe to be the, the guy kind of making decisions in those situations. I, I want to read a couple comments and then pitch it to you, Dave, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I think people bring up a good point. South Garcon saying Kobe's got to shoot that and then let the bigs crash down uh, if it's a miss. And Para Jr., our guy, shout out, saying, shout thought Kobe out. the scorer was great tonight. 
Kobe, the playmaker, a little shaky today. Kobe, by the way, did have four of those 15 Bulls turnovers and that critical one to Vooch. I know that you have said uh, many times recently, as we've seen Kobe's offensive ascension this mm-hmm. season, especially when he's making these incredible finishes at the rim, when he passes out, when it looks like Kobe has the defense on skates as he's making his way to the rack, mm-hmm. and then he passes out, you would prefer that Kobe just go up with it. Yeah. Maybe he finds a way to finish. Maybe he draws a foul. Maybe both. Yeah. More, I'm not saying I don't have a problem with Vooch having bricks for hands today, because that definitely didn't help. But I don't love that Kobe kick, tried to kick that pass out to a trailing Vooch. He drew the defense great. I would have rather seen Kobe just go up with that. Try and maneuver your way through the trees to get a layup off the glass or draw a foul. What, what about you? I kind of feel about it what Will said. For me, it was growing pains. And it's stuff that he's, he'll do because he's not usually in that position. Um, yes, I would have rather – I completely agree with you. I would have rather seen him keep it on the floor and then go up and see what he can get. The more he continues to do that, the more referees will notice, the more whistles will blow. And Kobe will get more comfortable in those situations. You saw him hit the three that Will talked about. You saw him hit the two free throws with seven seconds left, which were big. You know, it made it another uh, one-point game for the Bulls and gave them an opportunity to uh, get a victory. And then the three that he took at the end was on point. (laughs) It really was on point. And it was a good shot. It just didn't go in for him. Um, So, honestly, it didn't – of course, I wanted something different. But I more so was looking at Vooch in his hands <laughs> than I was at Kobe in his pass, I promise you. Because for me, it was the second time Vooch did it in the game. And the first <laughs> pass that he got was right on him. So Ooh. At, it's like a receiver when they have a quarterback who's like kind of new. Yeah. And you got him in a pressure situation. You got to help him out. Yeah. I know the pass yeah. wasn't there. I know it wasn't in the bread basket, but you got to make a play for your guy. The on first that one, one you're talking about is when Io was dribbling in yes. from the left elbow. Yes. And had the, and like I, and Vooch had his man sealed. He did. Vooch was standing basically under the rim mm-hmm. and had his man sealed mm-hmm. and Io dished him a nice neat little pass and yeah. Vooch just <laughs> yes, that. And the comment said, uh, Vooch had those Tony Bradley gloves on. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. <laughs> like I said, it was a tough game for him. As we'll talk about, he, he probably couldn't get his rhythm, or or it was just a tough game. But, no, I want Kobe more in those situations because I 100% agree with what you're saying. Well, it was what I've been saying about why I wasn't mad if they were going to make these trades because I wanted Kobe in these situations yeah. to learn and to grow from it because he's shown enough to say – I'm the dude on this team. Mm-hmm. I'm the starting point guard for the squad. Well, put the ball in his hands and let's see what you can do when it's the when the fire is on your behind. And, that, and that's exactly what Kobe said in the locker room today. Julia Poe, uh, Joey, I just sent you a, a tweet of a video that she took. Um, maybe we can take a watch of that. But basically just said, like, I got to slow down. I got to feel uh, – I feel like I was too frantic. And, mm-hmm. like, that tells me that – He's doing something that he has not yet done exactly. before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's a growing pains thing. He's learning, um, man. He's so maybe learning. we can watch this. Do you have that video, Joseph? Yeah, we can watch yes, this. Hold on one second. Coolio. But yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Like, I just want more and more situations like that from him. And I'm telling you, the whistles will come if, Matt, you're right, if he starts putting that ball on the floor and going to the bucket. Mm-hmm. If, they, if he's showing them that's what I do consistently is I make this move and I go to the bucket, he'll start getting those calls, man. Mm-hmm. The rest will be like, okay, Come on, guys, because Kobe has not been a complainer. Kobe's not showing you he's out there to be um, – he's not uh, malicious or anything like that. Like, those things come into play when refs are Unless making George certain Yang wishes for him. Unless George Yang is there, and he can kick all the rocks, man. 
punk right, ass. Ooh. Ready to watch this? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do it. This is courtesy of uh, Bulls beat reporter for the Trib, Julia Poe, who is in the post-game locker room. I was sped up in the moment. If I think I slow down, I can make the right reads. Um, I thought Vooch was going to pop to the three. But he made the right play when coming in because I had took on Mobley. I knew he was going to be hard to finish over him. So I think if I just if I put the pass on the money, he got a layup or he got one of his little floaters, that'd be automatic. So I feel like in those moments, I just had to slow down a little bit more and just make the right read. I think I, I, my intentions was right finding Vooch. He was open because I took Garland and I took DG and Mobley. Um, I just got to make the pass. I got to slow down. I feel like I. All right, uh, so that was, uh, again, courtesy of Julia Poe, Kobe in the postgame locker room. Uh, in case you couldn't hear it, uh, audio was a bit soft. Basically, uh, Kobe said, I got to slow it down. A little too frantic on that possession, on that drive. He did also say he thought Vooch was going to pop out to the three, uh, and instead, you know, Vooch was trailing the play uh, yeah. inward. And, you know, go back and watch. It, like, Kobe slings that pass high and up, yeah. and, like, maybe – because he thought it was going to land in Vooch's shooting pocket because Vooch was back behind the three-point line. Right. And it hit Vooch much closer than that, and maybe that's why Vooch didn't hand it well, handle it well. Again, for the record, so I don't have Vooch haters jump me down my throat, not an excuse. <laughs> Vooch should have caught the pass. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, it, it's, it's growing pains, as you said, Will. It's a learning process. And I think the great thing, as you mentioned, Casey uh, tweeted that detail, is that Kobe and DeMar – the two players who are defining every Bulls win or loss now. Mm-hmm. Zach's out of the picture. One of that, one a young guy on the rise, walking through that play together repeatedly mm-hmm. after a one-possession loss mm-hmm. where that possession broke the game for them. Yeah. You know what I loved watching that video is you're watching Kobe relive everything. Mm-hmm. If you're just looking at him, he's still at the game. <laughs> he's still there. He's watching it happen. That's just watching him articulate it and breaking it down for you, man. Like, I love that. Like, that's a dude who wants it. He wants to win. He wants to be better. Again, I have mm-hmm. no problem with this. This is not failure to me. This is just learning right now. You know, he's just learning how to be a better basketball player and not even a better one, but the one that we're depending on in the money time because mm-hmm. he's used to DeMar. And he's easy. And Kobe is easily uh, deferrable. You know what I mean? He'll, he'll quick to say, hey, you you get it. You should have it. You saw that even talking about Vooch. He was like, yeah, I should have had, but that was my fault. I should have done better. I should have done this. Kobe's always been like that, man. So to see him get these opportunities and have some success in those opportunities, but just miss the shot and the turnover, which, again, I'm not putting on him, but those two things happen for him, that's not failure to me, man. That's just learning. And doing it against Cleveland. It wasn't like he was out here against, you know, the Spurs or somebody. You know what I mean? This is against Cleveland. This is the number two team in the East. On their home floor, you had that opportunity, man. Mm-hmm. That's something he won't forget. This will make him a better basketball player. Uh, yeah. Alex in the comments saying, uh, bless you, Kobe. Uh, Paul saying, you fine, Kobe. Glad you took the last shot. You have to learn. Drewish, uh, showing Kobe some love also. Um Kevin Dwyer saying Kobe can definitely get more free throws, driving to the basket. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like most uh, Bulls fans uh, hanging out with us in the comments tonight are uh, happy from the game that we saw from Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw somebody else say, you know, C- Kobe using that as a, a learning experience uh, is is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because yeah, uh, fried rice. Shout out saying keep paying attention to the little details, young fella. I, I have no problem with Kobe going through a, a tough and probably frustrating learning experience like that tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not saying learning experience because the Bulls losing tonight was Kobe's fault. Right. The only reason the Bulls had a chance in this game is because mm-hmm. Kobe more uh, mostly played great. Yeah, hit big shots down the stretch. Um, even made big plays on the defensive end. Drew a charge tonight. Yes, he did. Um, he did. And like Kobe is the reason, the reason Bulls fans are are hanging on to their sanity by a thread right now. And, and one more thing, I, I completely left out was in in that third quarter, as I talked about before, and I've said a million times, if somebody's scoring fifty, somebody got to score forty. In that third quarter, when Donovan Mitchell had what fourteen or mm-hmm. something like that, Kobe had ten. Like you're matching him. You have your best player has to match your best player. And that's how they that's how they kept the game close and actually walked into that fourth quarter with a lead was for that reason, man. So while this dude is trying to put the stake in your heart in the third quarter, Kobe wouldn't allow it because he just continued to play well. Uh, there, there's always a difference of opinion among Bulls fans. Sure. I see you, board man, in the comments saying this is why Tamar should have the ball in crunch time. Here Kobe is not that guy. Um, Let's do it. Kobe <laughs> caused us the game. Uh, Boardman, thank you for being here. I know what's about all to opinions are welcome. Um, read the room, I think, a little bit. I think Pulse fans tonight are uh, proud of Kobe for trying to get this win. And uh, if you're if you're thinking <clears throat> about down the stretch of this season, next season, and beyond, learning experience for Kobe because Bulls fans are hoping that Kobe will continue to be wearing a Bulls jersey mm-hmm. as he takes the next hopeful steps in his progression towards you know, maybe even star level NBA player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, old man DeMar, nothing but respect. All respect, yeah. Uh, which one do you want to see grow in these big late game moments right now? Because it's not DeMar, yeah. it's Kobe. We know what DeMar can do. He's done it for a long time. Yeah. I think it's, I, I think it's more fun to look forward to what might be. Yeah. Than what we know already is. And, and look, sometimes Bulls, is and sometimes isn't. If the Bulls are going to go through a third straight trade deadline without trying to re-pivot or reorient or retool, like, they have to start looking this direction and start to orient what is on their team this direction. Because you're right, Matt. Like, this team is, like, the main drivers of, of what this team has been for the last couple of years are in their mid-30s. Yes. Uh, Zach, obviously, not really a part of the team as it currently stands and may not be longer term. Mm -hmm. So you have to start to get Kobe some reps here. And Kobe may not be that guy, uh, whatever that comment was saying, like be that closer right now. But that doesn't just happen. Mm -hmm. You have to get reps in it. You have to go through it. And I do think, you know, having DeMar around to be kind of co-piloting right now is really valuable to Kobe because DeMar's the reason why he – was wide open for that three that yeah. he drilled. Yes. The reason why he was at, at the line for those two free throws. Like, DeMar really does help him here, and we can, I'm sure we will, go on and on about the lack of moves and uh, just the direction of the team in general. But, like, what they're doing right now with Kobe is exactly what I think from our perspective we need to see just to feel like they are building something. Because as we talked about before, it just feels like, by not doing anything, you're not building anything. Mm-hmm. But I think Kobe represents this opportunity to build from within. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what we saw tonight. I think that's great. Yeah, and to your point about DeMar, led the team in assists. Six assists for DeMar DeRozan, man. Like, 
he's he's awesome. Like Demar Derozan is I'm awesome. Never upset when yeah. Demar has five or more assists. Ever, like you said, you want to see uh, the young guys become the leader, mm-hmm. but he has to learn it from somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? What other great person to learn that from? Than DeMar DeRozan, man. Druish said in the comments, who needs to utilize the trade deadline, Will? We are so competitive right now. I mean, they are. That was the Bulls' sixth consecutive uh, clutch time game. Mm. Five-point lead or fewer for either team in the final five minutes of the fourth and or overtime. And uh, I think I saw even uh, nine of their last 12 mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. have been clutch games. You know another way to describe that? <laughs> competitive. Could the Bulls be any more competitive right now? Should that be a shot game now? Like, how many times that we mentioned competitive on the show? I'm not a big fan of uh, giving myself alcohol poisoning. No, I didn't say you. Okay. No, 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 no. I didn't mean us drink. <laughs> You're a fan of giving other people Correct. alcohol poisoning. Yeah, I'm behind the bar. <laughs> like, I'm handing them out, baby. Uh, out. Let's take our second break. We'll come back, wrap up with a few more thoughts, get to all the super chats we have, um, and uh, then, yeah, take a breath because the Bulls are – all-star break bound. Woo. While we're doing that, if you didn't do it the first time, now's your chance. Hit that like button. Do it for our troll friend, Joe. Troll Joe. He likes your thumbs. Ah. <laughs> ah. Uh, Big Dave? Yes, man. Would you enjoy, perhaps, taking a quick moment to talk about Come In With Me? Oh, my God. I almost spilled my drink in excitement. Yeah! Please. You know why he's so excited, folks? Because it's getting easier for businesses to sw- switch to electric vehicles. It's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet for the well-being of all of us who share it. That is correct. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van, Lisa got me (laughs) tongue-tied, or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, shout out my man George, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes. That makes sense. So let me ask you this, Big Dave. Okay. What should business owners do? I'm so glad you asked me that question, Matthew Peck. Oh, thank you. Go to comed.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, as Matt always says. Good for you. And also, do not wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comment.com slash clean. Did you say comment.com slash clean? I did say comment.com slash clean. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. Tough loss for the Bulls, which means no goon of the night. But that doesn't mean we can't give some love to our friends at Empire today. Yeah. Anyway, with Empire today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. I know this. Y'all know this. Facts. Everybody knows this. So, of course, they have copycats amongst their wannabe competitors. But Empire can't be beaten on quality, on service, on speed. So all their competitors advertise is low basement priced, low quality products that Empire doesn't even bother to carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting crap flooring in your home 
that they wouldn't put in their own home. Crap. And that's the truth. Empire's philosophy is help you find what you need and not overwhelm you with thousands of unnecessary choices and substitutes. Mm -hmm. What they leave out of their selection is just as important as what they put into it. Yes. They also have a wonderful feature called the Virtual Floor Designer. Ooh. A great way to see how new floors will look in any space in your home. It's very easy to use. Mm -hmm. Just snap a picture, swipe around, instantly see how new flooring uh, choices will look in any room of your home. So you can see it with your decor, with your art on the walls, with your paint colors, with your lighting, all that good stuff. Empire also services all of their own warranties, every single one. If any issues do happen to arise, just call Empire. They will come and service that warranty themselves. No tracking down third-party manufacturers and their contact info. Nope. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All CHO Bulls listeners can receive a $350 discount Word. when using promo code CHGO. Mm. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. Mm. 588 to 300 day Empire. Today. Oh. Today. In your face. I owe Trace. <laughs> Wham, bam. Joey, did you uh, do anything for Valentine's Day? Uh, well, no, I'm here. I've been here all day. No, I mean, you know, I mean, you weren't here earlier. I wasn't here earlier. My girlfriend is work because she's, ah, okay. she's a teacher. Mm -hmm. So we celebrated <laughs> last night and uh -huh. we're going to have dinner tomorrow. Oh, right. okay. What, did you get a gift? A good gift? Uh, we didn't do like gifts. Just okay. like just like some flowers and That's a gift, go to man. dinner tomorrow and it'll be nice. That's very nice, man. Gift of spending quality time together. No, talk that. Talk that, Joey. <laughs> I am a gift. My presence Sweet. is a present. That's a, gr that's a great line for all you out there. That's right. <laughs> Write that one down. Spe speaking of Joey's personal presence life, uh -huh. Joey, I have a very important question to ask you. Mm. Yes. Why did I see on your Instagram earlier today a picture of uh, you yes. wearing what appeared to be a NASA spaceman suit? Holding uh, a volleyball and a walkie-talkie. Joey spacesuit? And Anybody? not in space, but in some wooded area. Nobody has a guess? Was that from... That was during my summer at That was camp, your summer camp. Where we were doing You our, never told us it was space camp. It was yeah. not space camp. <laughs> it's very sports-oriented, but we did do... We have theme days. It was two theme days summer. And we did uh, outer space, and it was a very ambitious day. And obviously, me, you know, being one of the administrators, have to buy in. Full out, make it the big time costume, and so that was why I was a spaceman hmm. in that picture in the wooded area. Joey yes. Spaceman, all right. Got to, you got to make it the big time, Matt. That's what we Great. say. Make it the big time. Enthusiasm is contagious. I dig it. Now competitiveness is contagious. not not letting the goat Shot. off the hook <laughs> because I saw on your Instagram today a large what appeared to be pot in some sort of pottery class spinning on one of those spinning, whatever you call them, wobbly weebles of <laughs> wobbly people who make their own that's pottery. A, that's a scientific that term. That is a scientific term. Yes, correct. Are you in a pottery class? I'm doing a pottery class, yeah. With your better half? Yeah. And it's... Wonderful. Uh, and you've been doing it for a while. You love it. I've been doing it for a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm very good, but it's it's very... He's good. ...fun. And that looked like a very exactly. large, that impressive like, pot. That was He's like good. one of the best things I've ever made, which is why. That, that looks like a big freaking pot that you would and put proudly I in some part of your front yard landscape. ruined it almost immediately after taking that picture. What does it mean? What does I mean? ruined the lip. Okay. I like, I, when I was taking it off the bat, the like thing that it's on, the mm -hmm. wobbly, what you call it? The wobbly weeble. Wobbly weeble. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, like, I messed up the top, and then I had to 
<sighs> Patrick Swayze. It. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's kind of like golf where you like you're playing and every single shot is just miserable and you're just miserable and you are trudging through the trees looking for your ball and then all of a sudden off the tee you just hit a straight line drive 250 <laughs> feet and you're like I love this sport. <laughs> Uh, Rob in the comments saying pottery for mental health. We all have to find a way to deal with this bull season. Yeah, Respect. One thing, right? And it feels fantastic. Um, and most of it's so, just garbage. So I'm it sounds like you're, you're maybe not, you know, setting the curve in your pottery class, mm. but, but real me, this will, mm. are you at least competitive in your pottery class? I, I cause do that's it, all that matters. I do it because it's not competitive. Mm. Oh, okay. I the see. Vooch of your pottery class. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> like I, you came into the class and everybody thought, like, oh, that, that's Will Golly from CHO Bowls. I bet he's going to be really good at this. That's actually and what most people think when I meet them. Just, they say, oh, that's Will Golly from CHO Bowls. <laughs> or oh, Will the Goat Golly from They call me the Goat. Yes, you just came in. Right? Everyone was like, we traded two first round picks for that guy and you can't even <laughs> get the right on Harden his pot. Jr. Uh, traded two pots for that guy right yeah. there. Our, uh, <laughs> our guy Clem in the comments is asking Will if you can make uh, something. In your pottery class that resembles uh, the Larry O'Brien trophy so Ooh, you can give it to AK. That's a very, very good question. I don't know why he would give it to AK. Give it to us. If you were capable of making the Larry O'Brien trophy in your pottery class, keep that for yourself. Mm. I don't know if I could. I could try. I mean, it's not round it's for not. the most part. So. Well, the top no, I mean, here's, I a, here's a model. Like a round it's not the scale, but <laughs> right. it's got a square base. I've never, I've never seen this thing before. <laughs> <laughs> See how it's kind of like curved in? Like, I, I don't think I could do that part. Maybe I could. And then that's tricky. Separately, yeah. do a, a the really, pocket. the really narrow little mini cylinder where the basketball meets the base. I feel it'd be, I feel like it would be really hard to make that part without breaking it. True, but Correct. anybody could do it. That guy over there, the goat. If anybody could break it, that guy over there. Oh, you could break it too. No, I can, no, I you can definitely break it too. <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I am actually good at in pottery. It's breaking my. Oh pottery. man. Um, <laughs> speak, speaking of the, the uh, chaos <laughs> of the night, um, breaking pottery and whatnot, and then we can get to Super Chats after that. Okay. Um, I saw many people in the comments wanting us to at least briefly touch on how big of a clown Niang was tonight. Jerk he ass. did foul out. Punk ass. Uh, I did not care for it when he was throwing all kinds of elbows and other things Kobe White's direction. And then he and Kobe got into a little bit of a... Hey, you want to yeah. fight? Hey, you want to fight? I uh, we're not going to fight, but yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, f you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. That that dude is. I mean, he used all six of them fouls. All of them. Good for you. All eleven points and six <laughs> fouls is the game right there with his punk ass. Yes, that's what that was. Some bull of the shit. That uh, he was out. Somebody there. in the comments was asking. Well, it's not a win, so no good of the night, but maybe uh, dubbing. Yang, the official, you know, B I T C H of the night. <laughs> I mean, oh man, if we ever went that route and started handing out an award after Bulls losses, I don't think Empire I, would sponsor that one. I, yeah, we wouldn't get any sponsors for it, and I would start saying things that aren't okay. Yeah, way team you bleep would. of the night. You definitely would. <laughs> Today. Today. <laughs> <laughs> it's Valentine's Day, Julia. It is. 
Uh, Joey, let's uh, do some super chats. All right, we what do we got do... in the realm of super chats? There we go, super chats. All four from AK. AK, you what know a why? Superstar. AK, because you are our superstar guy. Super chat. And by the way, let's clarify that is not AK Archer's Carnosobus because it's how, not. How funny would it be? He is not if our it guy. Was. But this AK is our guy. AK, number one. While this was a competitive game, and Bulls have been competitive in games, keyword competitive, you need talent to win, and the Bulls need talent. Yes. Yes. Correct. That Cavs team is stacked. Correct, though. Yeah. But, I mean, you know know AK just loved that. That that really competitive loss against one of the best and hottest teams in the East. I mean, hey, that's a a moral victory right there. And, you know. You know, I I don't remember. I don't know the last time somebody asked AK where the Bulls are in the standings, but it's been it's been almost a week. They're they're, they're probably they probably leapfrog Boston at this point because of all the competitiveness. Next one, Joey. <laughs> that Javon me, Carter dude? three was so bad, Stacy. How bit, bad was it? It was so bad that Stacy bit his lip, and Adam Amin said there was a wet spot there. He was trying to gather. I don't know. <laughs> Right, and Stacey think, was like, we all yeah. need a friend like you, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was you that said that. It was no, Stacey. that was Stacey. That was, that that. was Stacey. That was Stacey like, that's, that's a very kind way to put yeah. that. Yeah. We, all need, we, need, we need a friend like you, yeah. Adam. We, yeah. said, we all need a friend yeah. like yeah. you. Was, they did not give him the full Denzel treatment no, they did on not. that. But no, they did not. I, I mean, okay, the only reason Javon didn't deserve to get dragged as harshly by the Bulls team broadcast is because it wasn't a two-possession game Correct. in the final 90 seconds of the fourth quarter. Correct. Were Correct. those the stakes? You bet your ass Javon would have gotten the same reaction because it would have been deserved because that was a terrible shot. Oh, it would have been side-by-side on everybody's Terrible shot. Bulls Nation would have been. Uh, <laughs> like, at the AK, same time, that's, that's like what he was brought in to do was yeah. like take transition threes. It's yes. Just, I feel bad One of it's just not working. The it's best working transition Pull-up three-point shooters in the NBA last season. And he's just not clicking. AK with a 999 super chat saying, Kobe missed the shot, but Kobe Bryant early on missed or airballed many shots before becoming an assassin. Missing crucial shots teaches you how to eventually succeed. Mm. Uh, If you want to make the Kobe-Kobe comparison just for the similarity of name, sure. MJ had a very similar and very famous speech about all the times he was given the trust uh, of his coach and teammates to take the final shot and missed. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I failed over and over again, and that is why I succeed, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yes, I, I, I fully appreciate that, uh, that trope for a night like tonight when Kobe did so many great things and came close to getting this what would have been very impressive win on the road and came up just shy. Mm. Uh, AK also saying it's not that the Bulls are good in clutch games, but that the Bulls need so many clutch games to be competitive. This is also a true statement. Um, <laughs> Bulls are also one of the best clutch teams in the league this year. So they dropped tonight, but they still are, what, three or four more wins than losses in clutch games? Three? Mm-hmm. After uh, tonight's tweeted loss? tweeted it out. Let me go find it. I think, um, yeah, I saw that you tweeted again tonight as the Cavs and Bulls looked like they were heading for another clutch game. So, yeah, going into this game, 17-13 and 13 with an 18.7 net rating in the clutch. Obviously, they lost this one, so the numbers will drop a little bit. But, like, I mean, that's dominant to be that good and they've obviously had some you know buzzer beating situations go against yeah. them but right. like that's pretty much as, as good as you can possibly want 
Without getting to the top. Uh, Joe, would you like to do the honors? We just got a uh, right before the final buzzer super chat from hey, Joey, our man, the Duke. Of? Final super chat from the Duke. Who is that, Duke Joe? Duke Ellington, the Duke. <laughs> Duke Ellington. What's he do? Formerly the Duke of York. Duke Fitzgerald. What does Duke Ellington do, Joe? He plays jazz music. What, what, what instrument? The trombone. Good guess, but no. The saxophone. No. The trumpet. No. <laughs> the horn. The piano. <laughs> the horn. I don't know why I was really convinced it was. Yeah, you, you, were, you it, were all in on the horn. It was then. brass. It was right. a brass. I'm a the brass The sousaphone. Guy. I'm a brass the guy. The bassoon. Everybody that works here knows I'm a brass guy. Uh, okay, the Duke. <laughs> Spring is right around the corner, gentlemen. Baseball is coming. Pitchers and catchers reported today. In related news, the White Sox have mathematically <laughs> been eliminated from playoff contention. Go, Cubs, go. Wow. Uh, shout out to the Duke. Always appreciate you hanging out with us. Appreciate the Super Chats. Uh, that is true. Baseball season, not right that far there. away. Right there. Uh, and by some people's definition, if you are a true diehard baseball fan... Baseball season's here. Yeah. Uh, shout out to both of our baseball uh, crews here at CHGO. I know Vinny Duber is uh, reporting from uh, spring training for the White Sox yes. and the CHGO Sox crew. Our guy there. Ryan Herrera is at spring training reporting uh, from Cubs spring training for our Ryan. CHGO Cubs crew. Make sure you're tuning in to both of our baseball teams' coverage, uh, getting all the intel there. Uh, as a basketball and football and sometimes hockey junkie, I – don't ask me to care about baseball until mid-April at the earliest. Yeah. Yeah. We have NBA playoffs ahead of us. He's right. When I say we, I don't mean Bulls fans. No. NBA fans. Yeah. Even as an NBA fan, I'm caring way more about NBA playoffs than I am about late March or early April Chicago baseball, regardless of which side of the city it's on. But as Bulls fans, we do have play-in. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> So gosh darn competitive. Joey, another hat. <laughs> so gosh darn competitive. Joey, what's the hat count since we're at the break? Um, you know, I'm actually going to wait to share that because Ooh. there was some of my COVID. Joey Dangles. <laughs> Joey's going to have to Joey go teats. back and rewatch all no, of our No, it's not episodes. because of that. It's because I missed some games with COVID and the count I don't think is is as accurate. It's not, it's not 100% accurate. I don't know if it ever was going to be. But it's not as accurate as I would like it to be. Okay. So I may have to go back and rewatch mm -hmm. those episodes, mm -hmm. which will be interesting. Joey, reshoot. Um, and count the number. Or, you know, if somebody wants to help me out with that, that'd be <laughs> uh, I will have to go back and calculate some of the hat throws that I've missed, okay. to be honest with you. <laughs> AK just accused you of cooking the hat throwing books. <laughs> He's cooking the books. I mean, now, why I, would have I, not, do that? I have not been counting. I don't have I'll my separate tally. I'll say what it's at right now oh, sure. in my book. But I will also say that this is this is comfortably low because there has been more than there, this. Th okay. There have been some missed. I, I see. 181. Mm. 181. So and the Bulls have played more. how many games? That's like three per game. Yeah. 50-something. That's about yeah, a good but average. We got, he was really inflated at the beginning also. Yeah, he went for 100 real quick. <laughs> like he was at that's, 100. Uh, yeah, it's averaging about three and a third hat throws per show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a healthy amount. Yeah, but, and you know some I'm of them. It's like I threw twenty hats. Yeah, and some I threw none. I did miss a huge chunk of games between like the fifth of January okay. and like the twenty second. So, okay, 
All right, Joe. I'm sure that there was some half it, throws. It could be way higher than that if I did not get fed up with this team and emotionally recuse myself <laughs> very early on. Emotionally recuse myself. Damn yes. right. <laughs> uh, yes. Stephen W. in the comments said, stop making the quote-unquote competitive joke. I'm going to have a stroke. Uh, no. I physically can't. <laughs> Can't stop making can't the competitive. Yeah, the no. Jokes. Sorry, that's gonna be uh, in my Rolodex for a while. Don't like it. I'm not happy about it either. I, I just I, can't stop. I don't like it, Joey. Where am I, I don't on give the a hat shit. throws? Sometimes you gotta laugh. What? Where am I on the hat throws? I only count Matt's yeah. throws. <laughs> there you go, I think you have like four, three or four. Yeah, yeah. No, four. I think, I think a couple more Celine because you've two. had you've had like two where you've thrown multiple. I think I think the trade deadline episode you threw two right back to back, so oh, you're yeah, probably closer to like seven or eight. Yeah, I was really pissed at that deadline. Yeah, I was pissed. Uh, Paul Williams saying, "Great show. Have a good All Star weekend, fellas." Thank yeah, you. right. See you next Thursday. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, Bulls' last game for the next seven or eight days. Whatever, they're not in action again until February 22nd. Mm -hmm. uh, however, that doesn't mean we're abandoning y'all. Mm -mm. We will be here with a live show tomorrow, mm -hmm. uh, I believe 6.30 Central. Yes. Dave and I will be here entertaining y'all, hanging out with y'all. Yes. Will you and Marquet have a fresh HQ coming on Friday? We surely do. To steer everybody into All-Star Weekend. Fresh. And then coming out of All-Star Weekend, <laughs> we will still have plenty of content for y'all. Dave and I are going to uh, do a mailbag full <laughs> of... AMA questions from oh. our CHO diehards in the Discord. That will come out uh, this coming Monday. Yes. And uh, then uh, you and Mark are going to do another HQ Wednesday. So yes. we're still going to have five shows for y'all to round out this week. We're still mm -hmm. going to have five shows for y'all next week. Mm -hmm. But yes, somewhere in the middle there, we will all take a break from this team. Yeah. Well deserved. Well deserved. Not yeah. just us, but well earned. If you go back to last well season, well Big Dave is still the uh, leader in chair throws. It's generous to call it a chair throw. I would call it a chair tip. Chair tip. Yeah. Chair tip. Chair no, that's what you say, a semi. <laughs> chair throw, yes. Uh, all right, that's it. Uh, in the meantime, until we talk to you next, you can follow Will the Goat, Will underscore Gottlieb. Big day, bow, B-A-W-L, sports. Our pound producer, Joey Spathis, is at Joey Spathis. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Love you. Appreciate you, Bulls Nation. Thanks yes. for the Super Chats. Thanks for hanging out. Bulls, get a break. We will talk to you tomorrow. See you. I'll be good. Happy Valentine's Day. Booch. Peace. Catch the ball. Y'all silly like the mayor. 